Welcome to Art of the Kickstart, your source for crowdfunding campaign success. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president of Inventus Partners, the top full-service turnkey product development and crowdfunding marketing agency in the world. We have helped startups raise over $100 million for our clients since 2010. Each week, I'll interview a crowdfunding success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your startup to the next level with crowdfunding. Art of the Kickstart is honored to be sponsored by Gadget Flow. The Gadget Flow is a product discovery platform that helps you discover, save, and buy awesome products. It is the ultimate buyer's guide for luxury gadgets and creative gifts. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today we are talking with the founder of Swish, Mr. Dean Alms. Mr. Dean, thank you so much for joining us today on Art of the Kickstart. Thank you. It's it's great to be here. Thank you. So you've got a really cool product, not just because I enjoy a, a cocktail or two, but this is truly the, a full twist on the uh, the original cocktail jigger, if you will. You know, Swish is this amazing product. It's an active Kickstarter campaign right now, so crowd definitely go out and check it out. It's got over 400 backers, raised over 20 grand so far, but really a, a very cool tool for the, the homemade bar. And I think a lot of people with uh, the current pandemic are certainly mixing more drinks at home. So uh, really excited, Dean, to have you on the show. And uh, if you would, give our audience a little bit of background here. Where did it all start? What inspired you to create Swish Rocks? Yeah, you bet. So, you know, I have always been a lover of, of crack craft cocktails. I, I love Manhattans. I love old fashions and, and the list goes on. And I've also always been a tools guy. If you were to look inside my garage, you would see, you know, a huge assortment of tools. And it's really bringing those two worlds together that created uh, Swish. And, and the idea was, um, as I was making cocktails with the existing jigger, there was always this notion of, you know, pouring it in and you take it all the way to the top. Because if you look at the traditional swish, or, I'm sorry, the traditional uh, jigger, it's a one and a half ounce on one side and usually one ounce on the other side. And to make your drink, you have to take it all the way to the top, pour it in your glass, etc. And it, it just didn't seem to be as far along as it could be. So a lot of it had to do with that. It had this combination of I wanted to create a better tool and the existing tool I thought could be improved upon. And so that's that's a little bit about where the inspiration came from. And, you know, if you think about what has happened over the past few years with some other products, such as your basic water bottle has been now transformed into a hydro flask or your basic cooler is now uh, been transformed into a Yeti. And so people are looking for super high quality products. And I thought, hey, here's an area where we can go for it. Yeah, no, I definitely uh, had a chance to put my hands on this at the office looking at the, uh, the finished product. And there's definitely a ton of engineering that has gone into this to create such a high quality product. So talk to me a little bit about when you were creating Swish Rocks, what was that process like? Like, how did you go about deciding what features to include, how to design it, what materials, you know, talk about that process. Sure. It's it's kind of ironic because when I first decided to do this, I was just going to, you know, take a slow roll and actually simply use 3D printing to create 
you know, swishes and hand them out to some friends and families and the like, and, and just, you know, try to get a sense of whether or not this would be something that other people would enjoy and want to have at their home bar as well. And, and as I was doing that and putting the designs together, a friend of mine came along who's, who's really into 3D design and, and just industrial design to begin with, and that's Michael Bonadio. He thought, wow, you know, this one really struck a chord with him. And he was the one that suggested maybe we ought to take this to Kickstarter, maybe go beyond just building a few of these and really ramping up manufacturing and making this available. And, and so it was a little nerve wracking at first to, to go big, but based on the reaction of him, as well as the first 20 people that we kind of uh, talked to this about, the, the positive response was so good. We decided that, you know, forget the 3D route, let's, let's go ahead and build this in a high quality fashion and, and go for it, if you will. Absolutely. So what were some of those challenges, you know, that you've encountered along the way while designing this product? Yeah, there's there's a couple of things. So uh, number one, I'm I'm not a hardware guy by trade or tools guy. I'm I'm a software engineer and I've been in the software business for 25 plus years, now an executive and, and helping companies, um, SaaS companies build out software products. So to, to venture into building a hardware product like this was new territory. And so one of the first challenges was getting the right people on board to making sure that we were, we were going about this correctly. And this is a combination of people that have experience in logistics and manufacturing, as well as, you know, design and things of that nature to make sure that this would, would go as, as well as it could. But in the early stages when we were 3D printing this, one of the decisions we had to make is how do we make sure that there's going to be a strong metal to metal connection between the swish as you pour in the cocktail, it, it literally sits in the funnel and then when you push down, it releases out of the bottom. And we really didn't want to have rubber O-rings or anything like that. We really wanted to make this a stainless steel uh, product that would stand the test of time, that could be put in a uh, dishwasher, that could withstand any kind of alcohol or syrups that would be poured through it without clogging it up. So those types of ideas is, is what really shaped what is now uh, what you now see as the Swish today. Beautiful. Yeah, and it certainly is a beautiful product. So let's talk a little bit about the crowdfunding campaign. It's active right now, hundreds of backers in there. How did you guys decide that crowdfunding was the right platform to launch this campaign with? Well, uh, yeah, a couple of re, uh, uh, ideas behind that. You know, when, when I first started showing people, there was one of uh, two answers that came back to me. You ought to go on Shark Tank and, and put this in front of those guys and, and get, you know, the, uh, the visibility there. And the other one was you ought to go on Kickstarter and do crowdfunding for it. And, and we opted for the Kickstarter route. And, and primarily because as you've experienced, and, and you said you, you, you put your hands on it in the office and whatnot, and, and once you feel the product, it is much better than actually seeing it on video or even uh, uh, photographs of it because of the quality and the, and the weight of the product just makes it feel good in your hand type of thing. And so we really wanted to get it into you know, retail stores down the line. But before we did that, did that we wanted to make sure that those potential retailers would see that there's an uptick to this, that people really had a desire to buy a better 
jigger to measure their cocktails, whether it's now during COVID or even further on down the line. But the idea of making home cocktails is becoming more and more of a of an industry, if you will. If you look at the growth of craft cocktails and the high premium liquors out there, you can see that this is a, a strong trend. And so we wanted to get on board with that. And, you know, we felt crowdfunding would be a great way to get the message out to all of those early adopters out there, right? I mean, if you think about what Kickstarter and crowdfunding is all about, it is people like myself that go out there and look for the latest and greatest ideas, and and they're willing to try them without touching it, and and so that's that's the path that we chose to uh, to get this into hands to the early adopters. Well, Dean, I love the fact that you asked the crowd what to do, and they gave you two different options: crowdfunding or uh, going to the sharks. And you know, we just had another one of our clients, Rumple, on Shark Tank uh, this past week. So you're definitely uh, going down the right path here with you know proving that there's a significant market out there that's looking for such a well-designed, high-crafted product like this that you guys have made. And you're absolutely right. Putting this in your hands, there's a there's a weight to it, and you can feel the the quality that was built into that product. So well done on the engineering side. Thank you very much. So let's talk a little bit about the marketing side, you know, in terms of prep work leading up to the Kickstarter campaign. We all know how important, you know, leading up to that launch is. What were some of the things that you guys did uh, in terms of putting yourself in such a good position to fund, you know, the campaign and now overfund it? Yeah. So, you know, one of our first decisions was to go to a, 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 an organization, Inventus, that would help us uh, and coach us through the various steps that make campaigns like this successful. I mean, you know, I couldn't um, reinforce that enough to use a trusted partner that has been through this process many, many times and avoid a lot of the pitfalls and mistakes that uh, could have happened if um, if you didn't use someone that's been down this path before. They know basically how to pre, you know prepare for this from a marketing and pre-launch perspective. Once it gets launched, how do you continue to build up the the, the momentum and, and you know and, and even defining what reward packages to put out there, what's going to be interesting or not. One of the challenges that we had with Swish, it is a lower price point item. And so we need a lot of sales in order to to hit those those funding amounts. And so getting coaching around building a two-pack, a four-pack, and even a 10-pack was part of the um what is part of the coaching that we got to make sure that we could overcome the low cost of the item and do it the right way there. So that that was a big decision on our part is to, is to use a partner like Inventus to make this happen and then getting a high quality video out there with the right time frame. You don't want it to be too long, you don't want it to be too short, you want to hit the major points and you know luckily because of that we've had a very high high rate of people starting the video and watching it all the way through, which was a a big goal of ours as well. So those types of things, the use of Facebook for advertising, the use of email in a in a robust way to to keep uh, potential interested parties involved in the overall process is certainly a big part of uh, uh, of the storyline. Absolutely. So you mentioned that uh, the backers so far and, you know, communicating with them. Talk a little bit about your experience with them. I mean, I'm just looking at your stats right now, and about 25% of the backers on the campaign have never backed a campaign before. So obviously, there's a lot of you know marketing and messaging that truly resonates with a first-time backer. How have you gone about managing the feedback from the community that now you've built out? 
Yeah. So we, um, I mean, they are certainly communicating sometimes directly uh, to me at Dean at Swish.rocks, and sometimes they're just putting it on the uh, Kickstarter board in terms of what they're looking for and things of that nature. I know one of the advantages we had as a team is not only myself in the in the software industry, but uh, three or four others of the partners that I have are also heavily connected in the software industry. And so we reached out to our base and uh, and of course, that base is uh, uh, of that cocktail craft cocktail crowd. So that helped us in terms of building up momentum. But I think the uniqueness of the product overall, and, and you know, our ability to reach out to a group of people that maybe have never done a Kickstarter before, allowed us to to win over some uh, some newbies there. And I think overall. The feedback that we're getting around it is good, and we've already started to incorporate that. Um, one of the for the first, you know, what are we on now? Uh, Ten days here, we've had as many people buy two or four or ten uh, swishes as they bought a single one. So they obviously have in mind the idea to uh, to gift this during the holidays or or, or after. But the idea is that they want to gift this. Uh, product as much as they want to have one of their own. And so we've now gone down the path of creating a very nice gift pack for the Swish. So when you um, are are handing it over to someone at the holidays or whatever, it's really nicely designed package that uh, they can hand over as is, if you will, and, and, uh, and take advantage of that. So that's one of the key learnings we've had. And then there's a few others that we're working on from an engineering side to see if we can incorporate in this first batch. So I love the fact that you're able to listen to the crowd and now you're actually changing packaging, bundling of units specifically for the way that the crowd is relating to this product and pre-purchasing it. That's great. Yeah, one of the the more specific examples of that happening just recently is uh, we had a person that wanted to buy this for corporate gifts. And um, and so when you buy on Kickstarter, you're allowed to buy one reward package. And so she she was asking for 50. And so I, I turned around and uh, worked with the Inventus team and we created a 50 pack, a corporate gift pack. And uh, they have already purchased that now. So not only have we done a four pack and a 10 pack, but now we have a 50 pack so that this company can give them out as uh, holiday gifts this uh, December. That's beautiful. So, Dean, you're guaranteeing Christmas delivery, if not earlier? Um, we're guaranteeing as much as you can guarantee when you're when you're dealing with all of the manufacturing logistics. But yes, that's our anticipation. We have started down the path and uh, many swishes have already been built and they will be shipped at the end of October. So just uh, end of next week. And it'll take about 25 to 30 days to arrive here from overseas. And then we'll be getting them off to people as quickly as possible. So in the U.S., having a December delivery should be no problem. We do have about 20 to 25 people that have purchased this outside of the U.S. and Canada. And so we'll have to see how fast shipping uh, uh, can get it to them in in those locations. Beautiful. So what's been the biggest surprise of the campaign so far? I know you've got a little over three weeks to go on it, but uh, any early surprises so far? Well, I think one of the big surprises is how fast we hit the... the funding target. So we had a $10,000 funding target and, you know, it's a little bit nerve wracking and that was last Monday. 
to go to bed on Sunday night not knowing how many people are going to be interested in this product, whether we'd have 10 or 20 or whatever the number would be. But lo and behold, 25 hours after we launched it, uh, we hit that funding target. Uh, and, and so that was a huge surprise because I'm sure many of those people who woke up on Monday morning didn't realize what they needed in their life was a better jigger. But lo and behold, they took a look at this. They liked what they saw and they made the purchase. So I think that was a big surprise. Beautiful. So after you deliver the uh, Swish Rocks to everyone, where are you guys headed next? So what we would like to do is start introducing it into smaller boutique stores so that uh, people can actually touch and feel the product and get some feedback on people that have purchased it uh, within a store setting versus online and see what their reaction is there and see, you know, work with store owners of of smaller scale to get that more feedback and incorporate that into the product. And then ultimately, we certainly would love to see it inside of a Crate and Barrel or a Williams-Sonoma where a lot of these bar accessories are sold today uh, and really get it into their hands there. I do believe that having the physical aspect of touching it is going to be much stronger than simply, let's say, going directly to Amazon or things of that nature. I I do believe, you know, for that next wave of buyers beyond the early adopters, uh, touching it and feeling it and and experiencing it is going to have a big impact. Absolutely. Well, Dean, this is going to get us into our launch round where I'm going to rapid fire a handful of questions. You good to go? I'm ready to go. Let's do this. So what inspired you to be an entrepreneur? I have been an entrepreneur since uh, my early, early days. Uh, started three different software companies, so it's in my blood. This is the first time I've actually built a physical product, so very exciting from that perspective. Awesome. So if you could have a drink with any entrepreneur throughout history, who would it be? Yeah. Probably Abe Lincoln um, would be one of my uh, first and, and foremost. I would say Winston Churchill, who uh, enjoyed a beverage or two, would also be a, a great person to have a beverage with. Let's go with Churchill. What would have been your first question for Sir Winston Churchill? Uh, <laughs> it, it would have been around how did he have the courage to do what he did in World War II, to, to stand out there alone and, and fight back uh uh, the forces of evil, if you will, and uh, and put England out there and waited patiently for the United States and others to get involved before that happened. That was an incredible moment of courage, and uh, it still stunned me today. I just finished another book about that time, and it it's you know it never ceases to amaze me. Nice. Well, you mentioned you're a Manhattan old fashioned fan. So, uh, what's your favorite whiskey or bourbon? Uh, favorite whiskey for making a Manhattan these days is probably High West, which is uh, double rye. I first experienced it last year when we went to Park City, Utah, uh, visited the actual High West uh, distillery and really enjoyed the one they made there with uh, black walnut bitters and things of that nature. So that's become a recent favorite. It's always hard for me to say the favorite because I really do enjoy quite a few different bourbons, ryes, and scotches. I started out as a big scotch drinker more than anything else, but more recently have expanded to bourbons and rye. I used to have a, um, a scotch fest at my house every uh, year for about six, seven years as a charity event, and we would have 15, 16 different single malt scotches, and we'd have 80 people show up and, and taste these various scotches. So I've always been a huge 
cocktail fan. And one of the nice things about the Swish is it has that one ounce pour. And when you have a lot of expensive liquors in your cabinet, having a one ounce pour of a drink is is more than enough to enjoy it. And it really prevents that over pouring, if you will, especially on your more expensive liquors. Of course. Uh, any book you would recommend to a uh, new entrepreneur looking to launch their idea out there? Boy, um, you know, one of my all-time favorite is Clay Christensen's Innovator's Dilemma. And, you know, there, there's a lot of uh, content around there for the software industry, but he uses also examples of other industries where you have to think outside the box in order to really create that disruptive innovation. And sites like Kickstarter are perfect for that because your target audience are early adopters willing to try new things without having the endorsement of other people. They're, they they go based on their own instinct. And so I think, you know, this is one of those, you know, on a very, very small scale, disruptive innovations. If you look at the history of the jigger, it really hasn't changed in 100 years very much at all. It's either taller, shorter, fatter, but it's basically a jigger is a jigger is a jigger until now where we've introduced this, you know, release from the bottom approach that makes it more enjoyable, keeps your bar cleaner and, uh, and, and fewer pours, if you will. If you've ever had to make a, a cocktail for three or four people and then you have to pour, let's say, six or eight different pours of your one and a half, a half ounce drink, it's not uncommon to lose count. It's like, uh-oh, was that six pours or was that seven pours? And then, of course, you may have thrown off the recipe by doing that. With the Swish, it has a double shot pour, so you're re- significantly reducing the number of pours that you make, and it just makes it that much better from uh, a party atmosphere when you're, you know, after COVID's over, when you're having people over and you're making multiple drinks at the same time, Swish can help you out there. Nice. Last question, Dean, and I know you're uh, a week or so into your first campaign, but interested to hear your take in terms of what does the future of crowdfunding look like? I think it will continue to be a um, a major way for companies to raise money. I think that um, you know whether it's an individual or a group of small people or even well-established companies to get that early feedback from a, a crowd that are naturally early adopters is something that all of us covet, and certainly the future of crowdfunding is is going to be you know alive and well uh, for many years to come for that very reason we we count on getting early feedback from customers this provides the perfect platform to do just that absolutely well dean this has been amazing this is your opportunity to give our audience your pitch tell people what you're all about where people should go and why they should check out swish rocks sure so, um, yeah, and thank you once again. So, uh, you know, Swish is, is that new twist on a jigger, as we like to say. And um, it is 100% stainless steel product that will stand the test of time. You can throw it in the dishwasher after you've had your cocktail hour, if you will, and, and clean it up for the next go around. It has a catch tray because no matter how, uh, how good of a mixologist you are, you're always going to have a few more drips in that uh in that jigger. And so this one, actually, you set it down on a catch tray, it catch those final drips and keeps your bar clean. And uh, I know from my own experience that if I've made drinks over the course of three or four hours for a social gathering, my bar, bar can be a mess. With Swish, that significantly reduces that 
and makes life a lot better. So it's an elegant design. Uh, we like to laugh at it and say it's the trophy for surviving 2020. For all of us that have been through one crazy year, um, this sits on your bar and, and it truly looks like a trophy on, on your uh, home bar to, uh, to honor the fact that you made it through 2020 with, uh, with flying colors. Indeed. Well, I will drink to that, Dean. Audience, thanks again for tuning in. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for the notes, the transcript, links to the Kickstarter campaign, and everything else we talked about today. And of course, thank you to our crowdfunding podcast sponsors, The Gadget Flow and Product Hype. Uh, Mr. Dean, thank you so much for joining us today on Art of the Kickstart. Thank you. And thanks to all of our backers as well. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show about building a business, world, and life with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode, awesome. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com and tell us all about it. There you'll find additional information about past episodes, our Kickstarter guide to crushing it, and of course, if you love this episode a lot, leave us a review at artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes. It helps more inventors, entrepreneurs, and startups find this show and helps us get better guests to help you build a better business. If you need more hands-on crowdfunding strategy advice, please feel free to request a quote on inventuspartners.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you again next week.